0: Good morning, and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday, the twenty-second of March, and as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts ideas or insights in this briefing and if you need to you can always pause the powerpoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full and if you're listening on a podcast wherever you may be then you can head on over to the marcus website and read our disclaimer there all right, well, we had an interesting session in the Dow. Once again, uh, not too good, though, unfortunately. We had the Dow Jones down 202 points, or 0.58 of a percent, 34,553. The Dow, though, was distorted a little bit by the tragic news coming out of China that a plane carrying 132 passengers had crashed and unfortunately that plane also happened to be a Boeing so that did weigh heavily on Boeing which is a key component of the Dow Jones 30 index the Nasdaq fared slightly better down 0.4 of a percent 55 points 13,838 and the S&P 500 pretty much unchanged down a mere two points or 0.04 percent 44.61 the VIX index coming back down to more normalized levels, uh, 24, down 1.42%. The major event in the U.S. last night was Federal Chief Jerome Powell, once again talking about interest rates. This follows the Fed meeting last week, and Jerome Powell was at a conference and talking about interest rates, and he did not rule out 50 basis point rises in the rates if the economy needed it if inflation needed it to get it under control so that was certainly the negative of the night and we did see uh, the market pull back on the back of his comments about those 50 basis point rises just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water and we were only going to get modest 25 basis point rises throughout the rest of the year in the Fed meetings uh, he did raise the prospect again that uh, we would get a 50 point rise in rates at some stage dependent on inflation spy futures amazingly showing a rise of 80 points i'm not sure where that came from but anyway we'll see how that one goes 1.11 percent higher 7316. maybe we're going to just pull back uh, some of those losses that we made yesterday we were up around 50 or 60 points at one stage yesterday before we closed down 15 So maybe that spy futures is just bouncing back to where we were at um, sort of lunchtime yesterday or mid-morning yesterday, but uh, does seem a little bit optimistic. But commodities could be driving our market higher, although the rise in oil was somewhat of a concern for those inflation worries, with uh, Jerome Powell highlighting them last night. Brent crude was up 7.12%, $7.69 to 115.62 US dollars a barrel. WTI was up 7.09%, $7.42 to $112.12 US a barrel. So, uh, energy prices and energy stocks Doing very well last night, and I expect to see that kick on through to the other side uh, today with the the likes of Santos Woodside, etc. Even the coal stocks may get involved, and uh, some of those second line oil stocks as well. Gold up a mere 20 cents, 0.01%, 1929.50. Iron ore was down, sorry, that should be in red, but it was down. 0.74%, $1.12 0.74 percent. A dollar 12 to 150.23, and the Aussie dollar creeping slightly below 74, 73.97. Other commodities last night: copper was down 0.6 of a percent. Nickel was down 15 percent on the LME. 15 percent was the maximum it is allowed to move in any one day, and that was what it moved. Copper on, uh, sorry, nickel on the LME is still trading at 31,380. US a ton. Bear in mind that it is substantially lower than that on other exchanges and 15% is the maximum. It is allowed to fall on a daily basis or rise on a daily basis at the moment under the new laws brought in by the LME. We should see another 15% carved off the LME nickel price for the next day and maybe even the day after. bringing a 30% down uh, maybe we will see that back down to more uh, realistic levels around the mid-20s for the LME nickel price. But it is a slow motion train wreck uh, on the LME, which has lost most of its credibility due to the uh, huge spike in LME nickel prices. So we'll ignore that now. Aluminium, though, was up 3.8%, zinc up 2.6%, lead up 015 and tonne down 1.7%. In commodity stocks we had Freeport McMoRan up nearly 3%, Alcoa had a massive rise up 10%, Tech up 0.8, Anglo American up 6.1, Glencore up 3.8, Vale up 4.6%, Arbumal didn't get the memo up 0.22%, BHP was up 4.1% in ADRs and Rio was up 3% in ADRs. So there does seem to be a massive shift towards commodity stocks again. I even heard one talking head on CNBC saying that their favorite commodity stock at the moment was BHP. I don't think I've ever heard CNBC talk about BHP, the world's biggest mining stock. But uh, today they were talking about BHP and Rio as diversified mining stocks with potential upside. So there we go. BHP's finally made the grade on CNBC. In uh, here, you have the S&P 500. You can see there probably 12:30 uh, was when Jerome Powell started talking about his 50 basis points and the problems that uh, surround inflation at the moment, elevated levels. Um, the S&P Metals and Mining Index is at the highest level it has been since August 2011. That's over a decade. So um, that's certainly where the action is at the moment. And uranium stocks back in focus as well. We should see uranium stocks do well in Australia at the moment. We have seen uh, some moves uh, banning uh, the buying of Russian uranium. So there's the S&P closing off its lows, but also off its highs, pretty much unchanged for the day. Major stories coming out. Uh, The Ukraine has rejected ultimatums as the conflict intensifies I suspect, unfortunately and tragically, this conflict is going to go on for some time. Powell says the Fed will raise rates more aggressively if needed. That was that 50 basis points he was talking about. That Boeing jet crashed in the mountains, 132 on board, no sign of survivors. And Wall Street affected by Powell's hawkish remarks, but also by that Boeing crash. And Russia finds Meta guilty of extremist activity, but WhatsApp can stay. And Buffett Warren Buffett has ended the drought. He's bought a, what they call a mini-me. It is an insurance company called Allegany, for 11.6 billion US dollars. It does have 150 odd billion dollars sitting in cash, in the Berkshire Hathaway balance sheet. So it is a mere bagatelle for him. But certainly, first time in six years, he's bought something. So it is sending a sign. I'm not sure what the sign is, but it is sending a sign to the market. Maybe he thinks that there is some value starting to emerge from the uh, the pullback that the U.S. has had. The U.S. Supreme Court nominee Jackson vows independence amid Republicans and the EU split on Russian oil sanctions. It mulls other steps. There certainly is some uh, dissent amongst the, uh, the EU at the moment on those oil sanctions. Germany still uh, relies so heavily on Russian oil gas that uh, it does... Um, It is being very, very reluctant to impose sanctions on Russian oil. As you can imagine, uh, they don't want to see mass job losses and huge price rises for energy there. Uh, The SEC in the U.S. proposes companies disclose range of climate risks and emission data. Nike beats quarterly revenue estimates boosted by North American demand. And Russia may not stop with Ukraine. NATO looks to its weakest link. And scandal hit Credit Suisse shakes up the board with Schwann exit. And wheat prices soar on Ukrainian fears, but U.S. growers can't cash in. I'm not sure why, but they can't. Promising to cut bureaucracy, USPM Johnson targets nuclear something power. Anyway, we'll see how that one works out for him. As far as our market goes today, we've got Governor Philip Lowe, Dr. Philip Lowe to you and I to appear at the Walkley Awards for Business Journalism in Sydney at midday. Would not expect anything particularly exciting to come out of uh, Philip Lowe's mouth today at least as far as the markets are concerned. But our market as I said earlier showing uh, spy up 80 points which does seem a little bit enthusiastic and maybe a little bit too optimistic. Uh, it's all well and good to see those mining stocks and energy stocks do well but we do have to have the banks kick in as well. Tech may do okay-ish with the nasdaq down only 0.4 of a percent but uh, the focus will be on energy and those uranium stocks could be in shopping baskets today for traders so keep an eye out for the likes of paladin boss vimy etc in the uranium space Uh, the 10-year yield in the u.s 2.3 percent australia 2.57 germany look at that creeping up 0.46 percent was 0.36 percent yesterday positive That's a positive number, not a negative number. The average Australian household is now spending nearly $300 a month at the petrol pump. That is a big increase from this time last year. And IMM, uh, FDA approvals yesterday for an immune checkpoint technology from Bristol-Myers Squibb. Good article today in the AFR about that one. I've also written it up in Henry's take today as a speculative buy. So uh, have a look at that in the newsletter. And Labour is set to hand down its own budget. We have the uh, the coalition budget looming, but Labour is set to end, enter its own budget into the um, into the economic outlook before the end of the year and could be in line to outspend the coalition, which does seem. A little bit extravagant, seeing as the coalition is uh, spending money big time at the moment. The Morrison has pledged another $480 million boost for NBN in rural areas. And more bad press for Star Entertainment calls for wholesale board changes and management changes. And the newly elected South Australian government is pushing ahead with a 200 megawatt hydrogen power plant. Yet to be decided where it's going. And uh, more details of that will emerge, but certainly intent there. Question of the day today, what would you like to see in the budget? What measures would you like to see in the budget? This is, of course, the crucial budget before the election. And uh, there will be many reasons the government wants to uh, alleviate the cost of living pressures that are on uh, the quiet Australians and trying to win back their vote in time for the election, which is now due probably in May. So what would you like to see in the budget? Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights over there, as usual. And if you're interested in other streams of Marcus Today Consciousness and Wonderful Thoughts, then you can head to the Marcus Strategy Podcast. Sign up for that. That is the Fly on the Wall Morning Meeting uh, Podcast. There's the On the Desk Podcast. And the team in Melbourne last week were talking about ETFs and uh, some of the sectors that they're interested in. And my On The Couch podcast this week. I've actually got two that I'm recording. Uh, One this afternoon I'm recording on crypto, which is going to be interesting, I'm sure, for many of you. It's, It's a subject that I don't really profess to be any expert in, but I am talking to an expert this afternoon, so that will be released at the weekend. So I'm looking forward to chatting with him and being a complete crypto dummy for the purposes of that podcast and in real life, in actual fact. Well, that's it for me today thanks very much for listening may the trading gods be with you